ABF Creative. ABF Creative. Do you have to? Who did me as I clean up, Oliver? How about you put that beak to better use and help me scoop up some of this litter, huh? There might be some insects in there for you. <laughs> uh, there goes another bag full of filthy trash. Looks like some animal has split the bag open. No wonder there's so much litter scattered around. Wait, what is that? Oliver, do you see something sitting right next to the trash bag over there? It looks... It looks like a raccoon. Well, it looks like a raccoon to me. I'm not an owl, you know. I don't have night vision. And I can't do that weird thing you do when you turn your head 360 degrees. Come on, Oliver. How about you go and scare that raccoon away from me, huh? Oh. Wait, Al, you're flying the wrong way. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, is that how it is? Okay. Well, I'll remember that the next time I have beef jerky, huh? What the? Man, the eyes on that raccoon are freaky. It's almost like it's possessed. I guess I better go and scare this thing away. I was just going for my nightly run. Keep it in, keep it in shape, you know. Huh? You heard me yelling. Okay, okay. So there's a possessed raccoon by the campfire. And I'm going to need your help in hunting it down. You'll help if I tell you another scary story, huh? <laughs> That's all you want? Okay. I got you. Let's walk. I've got the perfect story for you while we hunt down this raccoon. <laughs> Cameron walked into his first period while finishing his jelly-filled donut. The delicious strawberry filling exploded in his mouth. The teacher, Mr. Shu, rolled his eyes as soon as he spotted Cameron. Cameron noted that Mr. Shu's beard didn't connect, and his bloodshot eyes were as red as apples. Maybe he stays up late grading and thinking of ways to be mean to students, Cameron thought to himself. Mr. Shu cleared his throat. I'm Mr. Shu, and I'm your ELA summer school teacher. If you don't read or do all of your work, you will repeat the seventh grade. While Mr. Shu was going over the syllabus, a student passed a note around in the class. As he turned to write on the chalkboard, the note made its way around the classroom. It reached Cameron's desk, and he slowly opened the crumpled paper to read its contents. 
Look at his shoes, the note read. Cameron snickered. They really were hideous. Cameron would never be caught dead wearing those coffee-colored moccasins. Mr. Shoe was wearing teddy bear taxidermy on his feet. Unfortunately for Cameron, his snickering caught the attention of Mr. Shoe, who dropped the chalk and spun around. He spotted the note in Cameron's hands and pointed to it. Come up here and show me what you have in your hand, Mr. Shoe told Cameron. Cameron slowly got up and shamefully walked towards Mr. Shoe. The teacher snatched the note from Cameron and read it. Cameron felt his face turn red. Are you responsible for this note? Mr. Shoe hissed. Cameron shook his head. Mr. Shoe looked at the students and asked who wrote the note. No one confessed. If no one admits to this note, the whole class will fail, he told the class. Mr. Shu put his hand in the air and started to count. If no one says anything by the time I get to ten, you'll all fail by default. His fingers jumped up as he started counting. One, two, three, four. We started the note. Cameron looked up and saw a girl raising her hand. She pointed to a boy beside her as well. Mr. Shu glowered. Listen here, I'm not going to tolerate, he started to say before he was interrupted by the bell. He let out an annoyed huff. All three of you will have detention today after school, starting at four, he said. Cameron stood still. The rest of the class left, including Mr. Shu. The girl who spoke up and the boy she pointed to both approached Cameron and introduced themselves. Hey, sorry we got you in trouble. My name's Angelica, and this is Greg. Angelica's braces looked like diamonds when she smiled. Cameron found himself mesmerized. Her light red hair reminded him of roses budding in the springtime. Greg finally spoke. I just hope we can leave early. I know, Angelica agreed. How can he give us detention on the first day of summer school? Cameron could only shake his head. He looked up at the clock on the wall. I have to go to math next. I'll see you guys around. In math, Cameron forgot all about detention next period. The only thing on his mind was Angelica. Cameron wondered what class she had next and what school she attended during the regular school year. When Cameron entered detention, Mr. Shu was sitting on the desk while Angelica and Greg stared off into space. Glad you could join us, Mr. Shu said in a booming voice. Cameron sat down next to Angelica. She flashed him a smile. Greg put his hand up to say hello, and Cameron nodded at him. Mr. Shu stood up to speak. <clears throat> okay. Detention starts now. It'll be a full hour. If you know what's good for you, you'll stay put. I'm going to make copies for tomorrow. When it's five, you may leave, he said. He stormed out of the classroom and disappeared into the hallway. Angelica looked at Cameron and slyly said, We're thinking about exploring the school while we're waiting. Greg and I heard about some cool spots in this place. Cool spots? Cameron repeated skeptically. 
Cameron was intrigued. It was a risk, but at least it would get him closer to Angelica. What cool spots are there in the school? Cameron asked. Well, I spoke to a girl from my history class who goes here during the school year. She told me this school is haunted. Haunted? Cameron repeated. Yes, haunted, Angelica continued to explain. She told me the school was built in the 1950s and used to have classrooms in the basement. One night during a play rehearsal, a few kids snuck into the basement and held a seance. The students summoned a ghost that trapped them in the basement. When rehearsal was over, the drama teacher and other students looked all over for them. They were never found until a few decades later when a janitor discovered four skeletons holding hands in a circle. He quit shortly after, claiming he'd hear laughter in the basement late at night when he was cleaning. She paused before continuing. I want to go down there and see what we can find. It's going to be fun. Better than being here, Greg said. Cameron agreed. He was nervous about getting caught. After all, he didn't want to get kicked out of summer school, but he was always down for an adventure. The three of them cautiously walked out of Mr. Shu's class in search of the basement. They walked around the empty hallway for a few minutes. Cameron's heart sank when he saw the copier room's door was open. Mr. Shu was standing there, back turned to them while on the phone. Cameron wanted to prove his bravery to Angelica, so he quietly snuck past his teacher. He motioned for Angelica and Greg to run past quietly. They quickly made it to the other side. As they continued walking, Greg spotted the basement door. There it is, he said, pointing to it. Angelica quietly turned the knob, and the door opened slowly. There was no light in the basement. Angelica led Greg and Cameron down the steps. When they made it to the bottom of the steps, there was a long, narrow hallway to the left of them. After a while, their eyes adjusted to the dark. An exit sign casted a red light above their heads. Underneath it was a classroom door propped wide open. Do you think there's something in there? Angelica asked. I don't know. We're already here, so we might as well find out, Greg answered. Cameron nodded in agreement. When they entered the classroom, they spotted rows of empty desks. Cameron scanned the room and noticed no windows in sight. He felt uncomfortable now. Is this what we came down here to see, Angelica? Cameron asked. No, she told Cameron. There's more down here. Just wait a moment. Angelica walked over to one of the empty desks and pulled out a used black candle from the drawer. The girl who told me about the basement said that the kids who got trapped inside left their seance objects in the classroom for someone else to find. Angelica explained... Cameron watched on as she reached into the desk and grabbed a lighter. What are you doing? he asked. She didn't answer Cameron. Instead, she lit the candle. Greg sat on one of the empty desks, gazing at Cameron. 
Angelica walked over to where Greg was and took a seat. She placed the black candle on her desk. The smell of the candle hit Cameron's nostrils and he wanted to puke. It wasn't the typical waxy candle smell that he was used to at home. This candle smelled like expired, rotting meat. Hey, Cameron, Angelica called. Join us. Let's see if we can summon a ghost. No, I'm leaving. I'm going back upstairs, said Cameron. Cameron turned to leave, but the door slammed shut right before his eyes. Cameron panicked. He looked back at Angelica and Greg, but the two looked unbothered as they held hands and started chanting. Ghosts from the abyss, we summon you. Please come back to our world. Ghost from the abyss, we summon you. Please come back to our world. Cameron screamed. Help! He cried. He tried opening the door, but when it didn't open, he hammered on it as loud as he could. Angelica and Greg continued chanting. I'm going to be trapped down here forever, Cameron thought to himself. He closed his eyes and was about to accept his fate when the door suddenly swung open. Mr. Shu stood in front of Cameron. What are you doing down here? Mr. Shu asked, confused. Cameron pointed toward Angelica and Greg, trying to explain to him what was going on. Mr. Shu didn't say a word. When Mr. Shu's eyes locked onto them, his jaw fell to the ground. Cameron followed his gaze, turning back to where Angelica and Greg had been. To his horror, he saw skeletons sitting where Angelica and Greg were supposed to be, and next to them were two others. Mr. Shu sent Cameron home. He decided to let Cameron off the hook by not mentioning the detention. He was forced to tell Cameron's and everyone else's parents about the skeletons that were discovered on campus. The school would be closed until an investigation took place. Later that evening, Cameron researched his school online. He found an old article that said Angelica, Greg, Darren, and Sarah were students at the school back in 1955 until they went missing. What? Is this the same Angelica and Greg? If so, that means they're not even my age. How is this possible? He thought. He continued reading. The four students were in the drama club until they got kicked out for repeating strange chants. Rumors spread that these students wanted to summon a monster that ate teachers. But one day, they suddenly stopped coming to school. Nobody knew what had happened to Angelica, Greg, and the others. It was like they just vanished. Cameron gasped as he was struck by a thought. Maybe those two other skeletons were Darren and Sarah. And maybe Angelica and Greg were trying to bring them back. But why did they all become skeletons? It was all too much for Cameron to process. He decided it was time to get some sleep, but he wasn't looking forward to lying down in the dark. He decided that he would leave the light on tonight. Cameron climbed into bed and stretched. He was nice and comfortable now, ready to get a good night's sleep. 
But suddenly, the lights clicked out. Cameron gasped. What happened to the lights? He said. He got out of bed, ready to ask his parents if there was another power outage. But before he could reach the door, he saw a candle on his desk light up. The familiar smell of rot hit his nostrils. Scared, Cameron called out for his mom and dad. But all he heard in response was the same chanting sound he heard earlier that afternoon. Suddenly, Cameron saw the outline of a face through the candlelight. He gasped in shock. And then he heard Angelica's voice. Time for you to join us, Cameron. Well, that's the story, kids. <laughs> what did you think? Was it too scary? <laughs> oh, <laughs> decided to come back now, have you, Oliver? I bet you were just as scared of that raccoon as I was. <laughs> what? It's outside the cabin door. Right around the corner. All right. Get ready, kids. <laughs> We're about to go catch this raccoon. We have to be quick. Another kid. Is this one of your school friends? Wait. Is that the possessed raccoon on the blanket next to him? Oh. So it's a cat. Well, (laughs) the moonlight really blew up his shadows earlier. Oh, shoot. His leg is hurt. Did you find him like this? I've got some stuff that will help her out. Yeah. <laughs> Here, kitty. Have yourself some milk there while we bandage you up. <laughs> there you go, kitty. You're all bandaged up. You might want to stay with me for a little bit while you heal. I'm in need of a new pet anyway, since Oliver likes to leave me hanging. You didn't know Eli was a decent human being, did you, kids? Well, I have a soft spot for animals. They don't lie. And they always tell you how they feel. (laughs) Especially Oliver there. So, Kitty, uh, what do you say? You want to stay here with Eli? I'll take you in and feed you, huh? (laughs) Where are you going? Hey, don't put too much pressure on that leg or it won't heal. Whatever. I'm sure she'll be back. She's going to need plenty of food to nurse that leg back to full health. As for you kids, it's about time you head back. Come on. I'll walk you up to the old Camp Red Rub entrance. <laughs> I've got some more stories to tell on the way. ha, 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 ha.